Welcome to James Miller Lifeology. We learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Let's get started. I wanted to thank you so much for supporting James Miller Lifeology Radio. It has been an amazing adventure for me. I am so humbled and so blessed that so many of you have been listening to my show. I would love for you to go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, and sign up for my newsletter. There are so many amazing things that are happening over here that I would love to share with you. So definitely sign up for the newsletter today. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to remind you why you should do the right thing. I'll also be interviewing Darlene Tipton, who shares her and her husband's way of paying it forward by acknowledging the actions of the people around them. You all know me as a psychotherapist, but some of you may not yet know me as a composer. I currently have two albums which have been released. Think of both albums like books. Each composition is written like a chapter in a book. The first album, Consolation, explores a character's grief and loss. And just like in any book, the story explores a character's heartache and eventually he finds healing and hope. The second album, Restoration, explores a character's personal development. He has an awakening, and in that awakening, he recognizes all the things in his life which aren't healthy, and it helps him come to a place of restoration, being restored to something greater than before. You may purchase both albums on iTunes or any other digital music store. The names of the albums are Consolation and Restoration, and my stage name is James S. Miller. The name of the piece you're currently hearing is from the second album, Restoration, entitled Determination. One day, a man saw an old lady stranded on the side of the road, so he pulled up in front of her Mercedes and got out. Even with a smile on his face, she was worried. No one had stopped to help her for the last hour or so. Was he going to hurt her? He didn't look safe, but he did look poor and hungry. He could see that she was frightened, standing out there in the cold. He said, I'm here to help you, ma'am. Why don't you wait in the car where it's warm? By the way, my name is Brian Anderson. Brian realized she had a flat tire, so he crawled under the car looking for a place to put the jack, skinning his knuckles. As he was tightening up the lug nuts, she rolled down the window and began to talk to him. She told him that she was from St. Louis and was only passing through. She couldn't thank him enough for coming to her aid. Brian just smiled as he closed her trunk. The lady asked how much she owed him. Any amount would have been all right with her. Brian never thought twice about being paid. He just wanted to help someone in need. Actually, he had lived his whole life that way, and it never occurred to him to act in any other way. He told her that if she really wanted to pay him back, the next time she saw someone who needed help, she could give the person the assistance they needed. And Brian added, and think of me. She thanked him and drove off. A few miles down the road, the lady saw a small cafe. She went in to grab a bite to eat and take the chill off before she made the last leg of her trip home. The waitress came over. She had a sweet smile, one that even being on her feet for the whole day couldn't erase. The lady noticed the waitress was nearly eight months pregnant, but she never let the straining aches change her attitude. The old lady wondered how someone who had so little could be so giving to a stranger. Then she remembered Brian. After the lady finished her meal, she paid with a $100 bill. The waitress quickly went to get change, but the old lady had slipped right out the door. She was gone by the time the waitress came back. The waitress noticed something written on the napkin. There were tears in her eyes when she read what the lady wrote. You don't owe me anything. I've been there too. Somebody once helped me out the way I'm helping you. If you really want to pay me back, here is what you do. Do not let this chain of love end with you. Under the napkin were four more $100 bills. That night when she got home from work and climbed into bed, she was thinking about the money and what the lady had written. How could the lady have known how much she and her husband needed it? With a baby due next month, it was going to be hard. 
She knew how worried her husband was, and as he lay there sleeping next to her, she gave him a soft kiss and whispered soft and low, Everything's going to be all right. I love you, Brian Anderson. Doing the right thing. As children, we're all taught what's right and wrong. We learn this through school, as well as our social interactions with our peers. And as we get older, we continue to have these lessons of what it means to be an adult by doing the right thing. We all know that it's not okay to rob a bank or to steal. However, many of us get lax in some areas in our life. For example, if you get the wrong item at a grocery store, do you return it to where you originally found it, or do you leave it in a different aisle? Also, if you drop some trash on the ground, do you pick it up, or do you just leave it there for someone to eventually pick it up? That personal level of integrity of what you do translates to the foundational piece of who you are. And when you do the right thing, it allows for the people around you to be able to focus on what they need to do that day. In a way, I suppose it's like giving them a gift. Let's look at this in a different way. Altruism. Altruism is a fancy word that basically means doing something for someone else without expecting anything in return. I remember my doctoral program, there were many students who stated that there's no such thing as altruism. That anytime we try and do something, we always want something in return. I was actually kind of surprised by that because most of us do it instinctively without thinking first, are we going to get something in return? And besides, I countered, why are we even discussing whether altruism is important or not? The fact is you do something for someone else, it's going to make them feel better. It's interesting. Research has shown that when you do something for someone else, let's say volunteering, it can increase your cardiovascular system, lower cholesterol, and even for some older adults, it helps improve their memory and their stamina. Altruism, or doing things for others, like volunteering, is linked with people living longer. So let's think about that. When you're doing something for someone else, it creates a physiological response of helping you feel better. You find that you have more energy. You find that you have more desire to live a longer life, which then that translates to you wanting to take better care of yourself. So in that respect, yes, there is a symbiotic relationship between altruism and how the other person feels who originally did the good deed. And so the cycle continues. I would challenge you today, look at all areas of your life. What are you doing today to pay it forward? What are you doing to help your peers around you? What are you doing to help your community? Now, I don't mean you need to go out and volunteer, but what I'm simply saying is if you have the opportunity to help somebody, why not go ahead and do it? And as you continually do that, you'll find that you yourself will have a different outlook on life. Your mental health hygiene will improve and you'll find that you have much more stamina to do the things you'd like to do. So remember, your personal integrity when no one's looking around is very important. And so now let's translate that to the people around us. Be altruistic, do the right thing and help the people around you do the same. Did you know that I have a YouTube channel? I have over 152 episodes that I've done specifically for you. I know some people struggle with listening to a half-hour show, but these Lifeology lessons are about three minutes long, and they'll teach you one lesson that you can learn each day to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, and you can subscribe to that YouTube channel there, or simply go to youtube.com and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. I have the pleasure of introducing Darlene Tipton, also known as Karma Dar. Darlene and her husband, Ken, have created a new website, social media, and mobile app called AmazingKarma.com. It's designed to help people reward acts of kindness, courtesy, and honesty, and expose acts of unkindness, discourtesy, and dishonesty. Welcome to my show, Darlene. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm really looking forward to this interview. You know, when I was reading up on your, the new venture that you two are doing, it sounds like it is a wonderful thing. Excellent. Uh, well, Good karma is just about doing the right thing. Everybody knows what the right thing is. We're hardwired that way. I believe every child is born hardwired knowing what's right and what's wrong. 
And the other thing is the corollary is we're all human. We all make mistakes. So just take personal responsibility, own your actions, make amends, and move ahead. Yeah. And that's the entire philosophy of our website. Which I think is wonderful. You know, I know when you look at all the different religions, there's uh, the concept of karma is it's, it permeates all the different religions, you know, from you have Buddhism to Hinduism to Christianity. All that is doing the right thing, you know, reap what you sow, putting those things forward and paying it forward. And then obviously we put that into the universe and it comes back to you as well. Exactly so. And you're so right. We're bombarded by negativity. It's just uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, the 24-hour news cycle is nothing but negativity. So exactly. we've become accustomed to looking for the bad and hearing the bad and experiencing the bad. We're trying to get people retrained to go out and look for the good, which is mm -hmm. everywhere. The smallest little act of kindness should be acknowledged and rewarded. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. How did you come up with that? Well, actually, it's loosely based on a game we played with the kids when they were growing up to reinforce training for right and wrong. If uh, you did something good, like set the table without being asked, the universe would grant you a positive karma point. Oh. If you, if you continue to harass your sister, I guarantee you the universe will debit you a karma point. <laughs> and at the end of the day, whoever's got the most karma points, there's a small treat involved. Maybe the kind of cookies that Laura likes instead of the kind that Paul likes. Sure. I mean, no, it's not a trip to Disney World. <laughs> it's just something very small. Also, we rewarded them for tattling on their siblings for doing good. Oh, and that's interesting. It, yeah, so it almost became a competition between the kids who could come up with the most good and kind acts. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, also, uh, the corollary, if they tattled on their sibling for doing something bad, they were both debited a karma point, mm -hmm. one for tattling and one for doing the bad thing. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, how did you find that that impacted your children as they grew up? Well, they are all adults now, all six of them. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, uh, big family. <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'm very proud of each and every one of them. Wonderful. That is really neat. You know, it's so true. I'm, you know, just looking at social media nowadays with all that's happening in the world, it is not, well, on a personal note, it's not something I really enjoy. So for me personally, I've been off of social media, all those other things. So like I said, this is great to have the reframe of this and to look at something where I purposefully can now look, if I choose to go on social media and all those other things and to purposefully look for those things that are going well in the world or around in my peers' life as well. It's so easy once you get used to it. It's like any other muscle. The more you flex it, the stronger it grows. Mm -hmm. And we're accustomed to standing and staying in our own little bubble. You see somebody do a small act of kindness, like helping somebody with the groceries. You smile to yourself, but how often do you walk over to that person, engage them and say, you did a good thing. I saw it and I recognized it. Yeah. We don't do that. That's where the karma cards come in. It's a gentle, non-confrontational, non-threatening way to just say it. All you have to do is hand somebody a green karma card, and that person knows that they were noticed, they were acknowledged. People get the hugest smiles on their face mm. when you hand them a karma card. And it not, only it not only encourages them to do the right thing, it encourages them to look for the next person doing the right yeah. thing. And that's the and concept of paying it forward. Exactly. And since you register these cards on our website and they're absolutely free, not oh, free okay. plus shipping and handling, sure. free. 
Um, once you register them, you get a positive karma point. If I give this card to you and you register it, you get a point and so do I. When you hand it off to the third person, all of us get points. And you can go to the website every day and check our mapping feature to see how far your good deed has traveled, how many good deeds it inspired, how many hands it's passed through. It's just really a lot of fun. You can actually track what your recognition of one good deed did. Wow. And in that way, that's, that's been literally a world changer. I hope so. That's yeah. kind of what we're, we're aiming for. Sure. Sure. That, that is incredible. So yeah, because I was looking at your website and I was uncertain about that. So I'm glad you're explaining to my listeners the concept of how it works. Now, wasn't there a red card as well? Oh, there is a red card. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's say you're the person who parks diagonally across three handicapped parking spaces. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, when you come out to your car, you might find a red karma card slipped under your windshield wiper. Mm -hmm. But again, it's non-hostile, non-confrontational. In fact, the words on the back of the card start with, uh-oh, you mm, received this karma sure. card for performing an act of unkindness, discourtesy, or dishonesty. Sure. But if you take that red karma card to our website and register it, that means you're taking responsibility for your actions. You're saying, yep, mm -hmm. I was a jerk. And if you register that karma card, you're going to get a positive karma point for doing the right thing. Yeah. Then you can hang on to it for the next jerk you may run into. <laughs> and that's another way of paying it forward as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, how does it work when it comes to the points? So you bank so many points, and is that just something for your, you feel good for yourself? Is that something where there's other points that go with it, kind of like that token economy you had with your children? <laughs> Look at me all looking for the good. <laughs> Clearly, I'd probably get a red card right there. <laughs> no, 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 no. You asked a good question. That's a green card question. Okay. <laughs> Actually. There is a very tangible reward at the end of the day. When you've accumulated enough karma points, uh -huh. you can do one of two things with them. We will convert them into karma cash, which we will either use to get you a gift certificate or a gift card from any retailer on the planet who offers them. Oh. Or what we're encouraging and what most people really like to do is we will take that money and donate it in your name to any registered 5013C charity of your choice. Oh my gosh, Charlene, that's amazing. We just want to keep the good flowing and encourage people to do good, yes. look for good. It's there and it goes unrecognized with all the bad news and mm -hmm. negative bombardment. Go look for the good. It's all around you. Yeah. And if you're having a bad day, I guarantee you the fastest way to make yourself feel better is go out and look for somebody doing a small kindness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that definitely will change your world as well. You know, something I do on, on a personal note, which is probably more, um, I guess, just for myself. And so it's helping me be more aware of this. But something I do every day is I have a list on my phone of things that I've, things I'm really excited about or just a wonderful thing that happened to me. Um, and so I keep a running list of that on my phone. So if I'm struggling with something, I can always revert back to the data of something that that was great in that day. It could be something from as I got a great parking spot or someone gave me a beautiful smile. Those types of things have always encouraged me, but I'm really excited to hear how how I can reframe that and make that much more expansive in my own worldview with the people around me as well. Not only what happens to me, but what I can do for other people and just to see their life change, just to see that smile on their face as well. Exactly so. And it's just self-perpetuating. The more you use it, the more good grows and mm -hmm. it just snowballs. People worry sometimes about the red cards. They, you know, they're worried about the confrontation. 
And of course, you have to assess a situation. You don't want to get into a fist fight mm-hmm. over a silly little red plastic card. Yeah. But more often than not, people are sort of genuinely sheepish and receptive. And if you have a moment, I'll tell you a red card story that I just love. Sure. I was actually going to ask you some of those. <laughs> Here's some of those stories. Well, my husband and I were out having lunch at a local restaurant. Uh-huh. And as we walked in, there's this beautiful car parked out front. I don't know from cars. I think it was a Ferrari, mm. but bright yellow, gorgeous. And of course, my husband makes a beeline over and the owner's about to get in and drive away. And my husband's ooing and aahing over this beautiful car which is parked over one and a half parking spaces. And eventually my husband very politely says, no, this car is really rather badly parked. Was there a problem when you pulled in? He said, oh, no, it's a new car. I just didn't want to get it scratched. But there are plenty of wide, shady spaces in the back of the lot. Mm -hmm. Well, I just I just didn't park there. Well, okay, I'm going to have to give you a red karma card. And the guy looks at it for a moment. And I'll just clean it up. He just said, oh, screw karma. Mm -hmm. And he flings it across the parking lot, gets in his car and drives away. Okay, these things happen. We go in, order our lunch. And while we're waiting for our food, we see this unmistakable car drive back into the lot. And this time it parks in one of the wide, shady spots in the back. Really? And the, the gentleman gets out. He is crawling around that parking lot on his hands and knees looking under cars until he found that red card. And he got back in his car and drove away. And that's the last we heard of Wow. Him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is a very powerful statement. That's for sure. Wow. But you really don't have to get into a confrontation. Sure. And uh, once upon a time, I know my husband was very irritated with somebody basically stealing a parking space from him. I'm in L.A., so parking is an obsession. <laughs> and. He put like three or four red karma cards on that car and he came out later. The car was gone, but the cards were not on the ground. So they were oh. the somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Your husband really wanted them to know. <laughs> exactly. He was not having one of his happier days. Sure. And it was just the capper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, kind of going back to the whole concept of paying it forward, you know, how how have you I'm sure there's maybe testimonials on your website or just other stories that you have. How have you found that maybe one card started one way or one place and all of a sudden it ended up, you know, maybe other side of the world, other side of the United States or other side of the city? How have you found that those multiple interactions with people or transactions, how have you found that that's really changed maybe that environment or just the people around them? Well, you don't always know hmm? what the deed was. We encourage people to post what what um we encourage people to post whatever it was that encouraged them to give someone a red or green card. They don't always do it. So we don't always have that to follow. Mm-hmm. But it really is fun, as you said, tracking the cards. I give it to somebody in Los Angeles. Well, they're on their way to New York. They give it to somebody in New York who's driving up to Connecticut. The guy in Connecticut uh, gives it to somebody who's flying off to Hong Kong the next day. Yeah. And you realize that this really is so easy to do worldwide and we're keeping it free until we have given away at least a half million cards to get this ball rolling yeah that is that is amazing now switching gears here a little bit you and ken have done quite a few things in your life how did you make this a business or how did you kind of transform the things that you do with your child and kind of create it into something that is that is, is a very viable website and mobile app how did you how did you make that transition 
that happened because I love fried chicken. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and we were at uh, Knott's Berry Farm one day because uh, I love their fried chicken. Driving around a lot, trying to find a parking space. Could not do it. Four laps, nothing. It was packed. I'm from L.A., as I said. We're obsessed with parking. And my husband finally says, why don't we just cash in 50 karma points for a good parking space? Laugh, haha. Sure, fine. Why not? It's a June gloom day in Los Angeles. And I swear to you, I wish I was making this up. On our fifth loop, the clouds parted. A ray of sunshine comes down. And there is a parking space right in front of the big chicken in front of the restaurant. In fact, there's a picture of me on the website on that day because we thought it was so funny. And we went in and we got our chicken and we spent that lunch scribbling on napkins saying, what can we do with this? This is wow. fun. And that's how we came up with the website idea for the website and the cards. And we actually launched the website, a, a very lame version of it, about um, four years ago. Uh-huh. But uh, my husband went to a celebrity poker tournament with the late James Gandolfini. Oh, wow. Now, we also have karma coins, which are beautiful. They're gold. They're heavy. They're enameled. They're just lovely. And they make great poker protectors if you're into that. Oh, interesting. He was handing them out to the various celebrities. Uh, Most of them still use them. Meg Telly loves hers. (laughs) And we found out later that there were venture capitalists also at this uh, poker tournament. And they started calling us and they started offering us ridiculous amounts of money to buy the website. Why? Yeah. (laughs) They said, you have a niche social network. We're old. We said, what's that? (laughs) And the more we found out about it, it it got into the bidding war. They were offering us millions of dollars for our little website. And we looked at each other and said, wait a minute. If we have something this good, maybe we should pull it back and get it exactly the way we want it. So it took us four more years to uh, find our programming elf mm-hmm. who could actually get everything done the way we wanted to. And we hard launched it again just last March. Oh, wow. So this has been a project for several years now, but it in its current form, it's just been off the ground for about six months. Mm. You know, I would just love to just reflect and just in generally things that we may have done in our past, you know, just like we did with your children. All of a sudden that becomes something that our passion, that becomes a part of us that, that is, it's emboldened or that is created. And, and I love to just hear those stories of that, that serendipitous moment of, you know, Steve talking about the, the credit points. And the next thing you know, you have that great, that beautiful picture of you for the chicken <laughs> restaurant. And that was how the inception of it. And it's, it's just such a beautiful story. I, I really, really love to hear those types of things. Well, you just have to keep following your passion and living with a smile on your face and things. Karma will come back to you. Mm -hmm. It may not come back in the form you expect. It will certainly not come back on the timetable you want. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But it will come back to you. So I firmly, firmly believe that. The more good you put out into the world, the more will come back to you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to take a step back and say, oh, that's that's why that happened. And very often I've I've found over my life that sometimes when things are really stressing and bothering you, it's just because it's trying to push you back onto the right path. Mm -hmm. And maybe you should maybe you should listen to that. 
Yeah. One of the things I really teach in general is just when we're going through anything, we're just overwhelmed. You just simply stop and say, what am I learning about myself right now? What is this teaching me? Because when we become so frustrated in, in the moment, there, we, we've, we're missing out on a wonderful opportunity to learn something. So just that simple phrase of what am I learning about myself right now? It's such a powerful statement. And you're right, that gets you back on track. That could be, you simply need to recognize you need to learn patience in that moment. Or you need to, to show, you know, show someone a smile or push yourself through something that really frustrates you in that moment. But that shows you have tenacity. That shows that you have the ability to overcome the biggest things and the smallest things. And everybody does have that ability. Sometimes you're right. It seems overwhelming. But in hindsight, you got through everything. You're going to get through this, whatever it is. Yeah. And if you set your eyes on the goal the day after, you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. And then look around you and find something positive, find something good, preferably some stranger. Uh, I, I was in New York a few months ago, and I dropped my purse on the street. Everything went flying cash, credit cards. And I thought, oh God, my visa is going to be in the five boroughs, but you know, by the time mm -hmm. I get this picked up, New Yorkers stopped and helped me pick everything up. Wow. And I walked into the lobby of the nearest building, wondering how much I had lost and which credit card companies I had to call. Every dime was there. Wow. People <laughs> are amazing. better than you think. Yes, they are. Yes. So, and that's unfortunate because we often have this conception, you know, whether it's, it's, it's um, global labeling or just, just a, you know, we look at someone and just think one thing over another. But the point is, yeah, we, we often don't give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's, we expect them to give us the benefit of the doubt, but unfortunately we don't do that for people. So I think that's a really, really great point. That's true. Why is that? <laughs> you, know, I, you know, one thing I always like to tell, teach people is there's a difference between our intentions versus how we view other people's behavior. For example, if I say something to you, my intention is to be benevolent, to help you, but the other person is going to look at how I say it. So there's a huge disconnect between what my overall intention of who I am and what I want to convey versus how I convey it. So it's obviously the, the subjective viewpoint of how I present it and then my internal awareness of that. And that's usually where the disconnect is or why people argue or why people just don't give people the benefit of the doubt. It's perception versus behavior. Oh, you're absolutely right. And we judge ourselves by our intentions. Mm -hmm. Well, we judge others by their acts. Exactly. Yeah, my so. father always taught me that as a little boy. So as at this age now, <laughs> I definitely, that's always one of the, the lessons I return to in my mind when it came to my father and myself. So that, it's a beautiful lesson and it's so, so true. So Darlene, if my listeners would like to find out more information about you and your website and all the amazing things that you're doing, where would they find your information online? Everything is at our website, amazingkarma.com. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure my listeners will definitely take advantage of that and definitely want to share that the new version of how to pay it forward. So thank you once again. Well, thank you. I also want to thank you, the listener, for joining with us today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today. Also, please go to my website where you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy, watch my YouTube episodes, and read all the articles I've written just for you. If you'd like to become a guest or show sponsor, please visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. And of course, follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for joining with us today. I'll talk to you soon.